Some episodes might not be suitable for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. You, why don't you do a girl voice for Celine? <laughs> girl voice, girl voice, girl voice. How about now? Battle in Paradise begins as the party sets sail for the edge of the world, utilizing the map they obtained in the College of Ether to set out for the astral plane. With only three weeks to make the journey, and with the entire Blackrift Armada in close pursuit, the party is forced to plot a course through the westward straits, a mostly uncharted stretch of sea. Caught in unnatural currents, the party's ship is dragged to an island paradise where locals live an idyllic, peaceful life. But the longer they remain, the more it becomes obvious that something is wrong with this island. The party is unable to leave. Strange creatures live in the jungle. The locals suffer from extensive memory loss. Can the party track down the island's mysterious nature spirit and bargain for their freedom? And if they do, will they survive confronting the combined might of the Blackrift forces? Only the worthy will survive. If you've started listening, if you were following uh, our Facebook page, I had made a post talking about trying and testing out the, the, the plaid photo transfer craft thing. And it's been over 24 hours since we glued these things on. So I'm going to try this out with the water. Have you guys ever tried this? Mm-mm. Are you about to take pictures and video I'm of me? I'm about doing? to record this, yes. I, just, I know you want me to. Well, I... They said use basic copy paper, and I'm pretty sure that's not what kind of paper this no, is. No, so. it's regular 20 pound. Oh, it's 28 pound paper. Well, you, you can see the water soaking through. Yeah. Ah, I'm hitting my own mic. Take that, Mike. Paper's starting to come off a little bit, too. Yeah. I want to wet the paper down first. this plaque works out, I'm officially making this our gaming plaque for us. I'm not going to... I just want to see what it looks like. I'm not going to worry about the box tonight at this point. This is regular 28-pound paper. Holy crap! It's upside down at the moment, but it's working. It's working. That makes a nice mess, though. It does, but that's <laughs> easily clean. Please don't get that on my carpet. I have enough crap there. I, you know, a little bit of help would be, you know. <laughs> Every little bit helps. I gotta sneeze. God bless you. Watch your feet. I'm gonna run over your feet. But this is actually. Uh, out very interesting. (laughs) 
I honestly didn't think this was going to work. It takes a great deal of patience and time, though. I, okay, so in all honesty, I thought the ink was going to soak into the wood, like a tattoo or something. I think it's supposed to. Well, obviously it's not. Huh, very cool. It's just a layer of the paper, which I think, um, what was it? It was White Collar. They did an episode where uh, they needed to get a copy of a document. And he said, higher class paper, if you take it and do it right, you can tap the edge of the paper and actually peel it into two layers. So the original documents stay there, but um, if you take the second document, you can do like that pencil thing over it where you can see the, uh, the original writing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. I've given up on Goodwill. Uh, They're problematic, and they never have good stuff anymore. And they charge too much. You got that pair of pants for free. Why do you need to charge me $8? You'll want to take an exacto knife. Oh, I know. But it's like peeling off at the edges. Oh, cool. Like silicone or something. Oh, yeah, because that glue's all goopy. Done? Yeah, I just gotta let the paper dry now. Wow. It's not perfect, but I'm digging it. Hmm. I, I seriously thought it was going to soak into the wood. I feel like there was a step I missed, or maybe it's because of the medium I used. It, I wonder if it isn't also the paper, because that's 28-pound color paper and not 20-pound black and white paper. Well, either way... We'll try it again with the other paper, yeah? Man, we can. Now I have a little bit of a mess to clean up. Yes, you do. <laughs> do not dump As that. As James is looking at me going... Yeah, yeah, you, you you got a mess to clean up, buddy. On my table, you're Don't cleaning start that up. Him Jack, as in Jack the Ripper, because he will rip your head off if you leave that there. <laughs> All right, bye, James. Oh, <laughs> today's a good day. See how fast you can run to die. Get in my closet. <laughs> 
bruh. I'll be out the door. You know that. He got a motorcycle. You have it's outright dying. admitted that I am faster than you. Oh, yeah. Not on a motorcycle. I'm also fat, so I get like 10 feet and I gotta stop. And I'm... <laughs> I'll be there in a minute. Maybe 10 minutes, actually. <laughs> Although Actually, that event that mind. we did a few weeks, or a few a few weeks, several years back, where you were the siege monster, you probably went a solid 45 hours before you're like, okay, can Hours? I'm just going to go over here and die now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I think it was the first time you met Sev, too, wasn't it? Uh, I think so. Ah, good old Sev. Alright. Yes. So, you guys, up to this point, escaped the tower, got back to your ship, you started having Absenna pull curses off of items, and then some weird transformation thing happened where a portion of the essence of the Glabber Zoo that was... uh, possessing her body blended with the essence of uh, uh, oh yeah the, uh, the possessed lady yep the the red dragon curse oh, that, that she had pulled out of uh, Mercer and the two blended and those two es- that blended essence now separated Ibsena was still possessed by the Glabber Zoo is just a portion of his power and whatnot basically he used magic and uh, various types of evil sorcery to sort of, in a way, birth a child in a humanoid form. Ew. But it was a demon dragon creature. See, I told you children are demons. <laughs> and it was like this crazy looking winged, forearmed, scaled, uh, draconically scaled uh, demon sort of thing. Completely different, but with all the knowledge and power and everything from those other two creatures. So, yeah. And you couldn't tell if you were hurting it or helping it or just tickling it or whatever, but then it disappeared. And in the time that you guys fought that, Ipsena took advantage of the distraction and she disappeared. And you guys started sailing again only to get pulled into a fog. And uh, after trying to figure out what it was and concluding that it wasn't um, Esther's uh, herbal supplement, (laughs) as Mercer put it. Literally, the mushrooms are like just catnip. They're just, um, it only works for dragonborn. And she doesn't know that. And she doesn't know that. No. No, no. Oh, come on. Buddy. No. Oh, no, 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 no. We're not. A no. weird allergy. It's a weird allergy that causes her to hallucinate, and she doesn't realize that it's actually an allergic reaction. No, she eats this stuff, and she gets buzzed out of her head. Okay, so strike it all from the record. You don't want me to make it something benign and silly. I want you to keep it as it is. Okay, cool. And edit all that out. Please. But then um, you guys briefly see this like half plant, half biological looking creature thing that's standing on the water eating the hibiscus flowers growing in the water. 
Bruh. And the fog covers up, and your ship gets forced to this island, almost to the point where you guys nearly get knocked unconscious. Ah! But too you fast. wash up. But your boat washes up on shore. You guys start trying to explore. You're trying to figure out what you need to do to get the ship off the shore and back out to sea. And when you get into the forest, you come across a guy who's screaming for help. Uh-oh. As he's being chased by six fey wolves. <clears throat> oh, crap. We and help him. after you defeat the fey wolves, saved him. Yeah. He, uh, he dresses up the wolves and everything. Says he's taking, he'll take them back to town. Kind of gives you some coin and, uh, he gave you something else and I don't remember what it was. But, um. Drugs. I'm sorry, that meme popped into my head because of our earlier conversation. But you guys were asking about a uh, smoke trail that was coming up. And he said, oh yeah, that that's home. What? Have you ever been to home? I don't, not your home. Well, you guys had said no, and so he goes, well, if you'd like, I can guide you there. Sweet, let's go. All right. And he goes, to home, here we go. And so that's where you guys are at right now. He's leading you through the forest. Back to home. Is there anything you guys want to do as you're going through the forest? Are there flowers? There's various types of plants, but they all look very different from your typical plants. Like, green is not the most commonly seen color right now. Oh, cool. Well, Esther's going to pick just a rainbow of cool-looking leaves and flowers and stuff and make herself, like, a pretty little flower crown. Okay. And she's like, hey, the back, do you want a cool flower crown? No. Please, no. I have enough programs as is. Alright. I just can't remember what they are. So, as uh, as you guys are walking. Uh, that's what I was looking for. I gotta look something up. But as you guys are walking, um, the same feeling of magic that Esther normally gets when it comes to... That's not the phone I was looking for. Oh no. When she uses her robe to go into the astral plane, she's feeling, it it almost feels like her robe is trying to get her attention almost, Uh, although you've never have seen or heard of any sort of evidence to indicate that your robe had any sort of sentience. My dude. So, I need an arcana check from you. Man, this is some crap. Arcana's not my fault. Arcana better be your forte. One doesn't matter if I roll a two. Aren't you proficient in Arcana as no. a sorceress? Charisma, my doesn't guy. doesn't have to take it. Charisma is my thing, dude. Arcana's listed under charisma. No, it isn't. No, it's intelligence. Is it? Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. As a sorcerer, you're not, you are not 100% inclined to magic. You're just like... Poof! Look, I can do magic. Yeah. Do I understand it? No, but I can do it. I one time I farted and produced tacos. They just appeared. Don't misunderstand. Oh my gosh. All right. Uh. So yeah, I rolled a t- I, t- and I have zero. <laughs> so literally just a flat two. I didn't completely fail, but now I have a headache. 
right. So as you guys continue to walk, uh, the the farmer guy introduces himself as Grath. Hey, buddy. Um, and, uh, yeah, he just keeps leading you on down a simple trail uh, from the jungle to a small community built in a clearing among the trees. Fifty or sixty simple homes of driftwood and mud brick are gathered together with roofs of living plants and floors of woven seagrass. Right off the bat, all the villagers you're seeing has got to be the weirdest mix of villagers you've ever seen. Not just humans, elves, dwarves, gnomes, but you're also seeing orcs, you're seeing lizard folk, you're seeing drow, you're seeing tabaxis. You could have sworn you've seen at least one or two... uh, centaurs, maybe a loxodon, or a dampfear, or just all sorts of interesting races that don't normally mingle together. Baller. Esther has left the party. (laughs) And as you guys have arrived, you've also noticed another group of people have arrived that have brought uh, a huge amount of various vegetables and fruits and uh, game and the crowd is all like coming out to help gather it up and split it all up and everything. And Graf just kind of looks and goes, "Well, it looks like they're gonna have a feast tonight." Of what? Not us, right? No, of course not. Okay, cool. The food. Right. Well, yeah, but you know, weird stuff happens. I read books. Uh, out of, um. I need a quick reminder. Earlier when you guys first came to the island and you guys all went exploring and everything, did any of you, did any of the characters pick up a hat or a jacket? You did. I got the, we didn't find a jacket. We got a, the sailor's, I got a sailor's hat. Okay. Soggy Feathers Sailor's Hat and it had the name of uh, Rigel Quetzal. When you guys see the hunting party, and you see their leader, you get to give me a perception check. Cool. Not shabby. What do you perceive? That is a perception of a 17. Nice. You notice on the man's shoulder a tattoo of a winged snake that matches the image of the winged tattoo on the hat you found. Based off what you've seen of the hat, you can tell it's like 200 years old. But it's not magical. No. It's just a hat that's been well preserved because it hasn't been bothered or messed with or disturbed in any way. Well, we better mess with and or disturb it. You know, I'm not, right gonna, I'm not gonna mess with it right now. Oh. Mercer just kind of he like he sees it, but he's just like mental note. Go harass the gentleman later. Not right now. Fair. A few minutes later, you see a welcoming committee come out to the hunting party, and they are led by a woman who's 
obviously seem to kind of be the one in charge. And they begin organizing to gut any fish, prepare any meat, start cleaning up the fruits and vegetables, and everybody can give me a second perception check. Yeah. This is back. What are you going to Ooh, perceive? Ooh, does not see. Freaking everything. Yeah. Selene got an 8. Mercer got a 19. 19, yes. What did Esther and Zabak get? Zabak got a 13. Esther got a 16. Those will both get it. So, Mercer, Esther, and Zabak notice that the woman has a tattoo of a bloody axe on her forearm and a jagged scar across her cheek. Both of which you recognize are marks that recognize her as a Black Rift Sea Reaver. Despite all of that, though, she seems very happy and extremely well-mannered. Sup? Esther goes over to talk to her. Immediately, you have villagers all looking at you guys going, Oh, hey! Welcome! Welcome! If you want, come on over here. Give us a hand. We could use all the help we can get with all this food. Let's do it! Yeah! If we help, that means we get some, right? Mercer just kind of looks at him. Heck yeah! Shrugs his shoulders. Come on, buddy! Free food! And wanders off. (laughs) Don't don't nobody give him any croissants. He's being mean today. And yesterday. The last thing that you all notice is that... uh, Really every day. He's super cranky right now. Why is he cranky? Why would Mercer be cranky? Literally anything makes him cranky. Exactly. So why is he cranky right now? Well, you know, because in the grand scheme of things, it's only been like a day! It's been three days since you guys left the tower. Okay, three days. He's still a blue dragonborn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he... But he looks like a rock gnome. Correct. But he knows what he is at the moment. He knows what he is. He <laughs> does not want to be very sociable right now. Oh, yeah. Never mind. Scratch that. Somebody take him some cake later or something. The last thing you guys all notice is, despite the village itself, all the villagers seem to be very clean and healthy. And they wear a combination of various simple natural fibers and patchwork of an attire they had worn when they first came into the community. Um, It's blatantly obvious that some of these villagers used to probably be pirates or adventurers or sailors of some sort throughout the world. Uh, You guys can all give me a history check if you want. Okay. Ooh, well... Mm. That, that's... Well... Uh, maybe. No, that's a negative. What about For a... both of them? What about 13 and 14, man? Selene and Mercer? No, Mercer wandered off, so he okay. wouldn't technically get the check. 13 and 14? 13 and 14 will make it. Haha, <laughs> yeah. Out of all the residents you're seeing, you notice a handful of them in outfits that are blatantly clear to be, like, hundreds of years old. Hey guys. And one of them's even an officer's uniform that's of an empire that died out over a millennium ago. Wait a second. Uh, hey, hey, Celine, Celine. Yeah. Uh, look at their outfits. 
I've only seen that outfit in like history books, my guy. I don't think we should stay here. I think we should leave right now. I don't think we can. Remember the magic that brought us here? Oh no. We gotta find a way to either appease something or someone to let us go, or we're gonna have to break something. Oh man. We got the perfect breaker. As she points over in the direction of Mercer. I don't want to be frozen in time, man! I don't like this! About that time as they're working through prepping all the food, a few of the villagers are still inviting you to come help, and a small band of uh, individuals start breaking out in music. Everybody can give me one more perception check. Am I right, here. though? Or are they stuck in a time, like stuck in time or something? Mm-mm. Oh. Um, Mercer oh, like no. just walked off. <laughs> and he's going to kind of just go, like, find kind of like a little place away from everybody. Um, and he's going to work on... Basically, he, he breaks ties with the attunement for the, the winged boots. Mm-hmm. I thought you did that already. No, it, it's been there. I just, well, I don't know if I've completely done it because... Because well, you had made mention of it uh, in past games that yeah. you weren't going to be using them. Correct. Well, now he officially does it. Okay. And he's going to, instead of that, he's going to do Boots of Elven Kind instead. So basically what that'll do is, while I wear them, my steps make no sound regardless of the surface I'm moving across. I have advantage on dexterity checks that rely on moving silently. Smart. So, it will negate my disadvantage because I'm wearing scale mail. But hey, so if you try to make a stealth check, you're making a straight stealth mm-hmm. check. Okay. Yeah. But in this instance, I make no sound. So okay. Heck yeah. that helps a lot. So that's Mercer. What did Celine get on the perception check? Uh, Celine got a. F- uh, no, I'm sorry. She got a. Perception, she got a 21. Okay, she definitely notices this. What did Esther and Zabak get? Two and four. They don't notice it. Yeah, they don't. <laughs> Celine's the only one who notices The band breaks out. It's a variety of different individuals. Like Once again, various individuals you wouldn't normally see spending time together. But one of them is a slightly familiar-looking tabaxi playing coconuts with long gangly hair that looks like he just decided not to shave anymore. Uh-oh. He's wearing almost like Hawaiian style enjoyable clothes and Uh-oh. he's just having a gay old time. Uh oh. Catapult. Oh no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Celine like looks over. Oh I thought looks he says over. I thought you were saying that's what you do. <laughs> no, because Mercer's off doing his own thing. Uh oh. Celine like notices it and goes. She's looking around. Oh, um, here, okay, though. she huh? she looks over, makes sure Mercer isn't paying attention at all, which he isn't. He's too thoroughly and to his. his I love enchanted. the look you gave me the minute I brought that. Yeah, up. she goes somehow. Catapult is here, and she points huh? at him. If oh, Mercer sees shit. him, it's going to be horseshoes and hand grenades. <laughs> there will be what nothing we, that stops what him. Do? What do we do? What do we do? Can you see, like flash your tits at Mercer and get him out of here? <laughs> no. Distract him. <laughs> That's what, you know. Distract him. That's what men like, right? 
some do. Well, do whatever it is that gets his motor running and get him out of here. You do, you do realize that he is in a, like, I'll blow up the entire world mentality right now. More than normal. Yeah, so if you're annoying him over in the opposite direction that I go, what I'm going to try to get Catapult out of here a different way. But, well, he's going to be at least occupied for, like, an hour and a half, two hours, yeah. doing on working on his boots. Ah. So, let's go. You just. I got your back, Celine. Yeah. Let's go talk catapult into leaving. She the she premises. walks over. All right, they are actively playing music right now. Yeah. She like does he look like like she, she kind of intentionally like walks into his line of sight. Mm-hmm. Does he react at all? Like he recognizes her. Just kind of looks at her. He goes, "Hey, what's up?" And keeps playing. He knows you. You realize the uh, the gnome who has tried to kill you twice now is just over there. Yeah. He kind of looks at you. Gnome trying to kill me. Oh crap! What are you yeah. talking about? I've been here. I haven't seen a gnome trying to kill me. Wait, what's your name? Just man? weaving baskets in my shop and. Bro, what's your name? I'm Cool Cat Killian. Oh my god. We're going to die. Okay. Well, because you look very similar to... You look exactly uh, like his arch nemesis. Please leave. He will try to kill you. Just stay out of his line of sight. Just just go hide for like two days. I'll give you money. Here. Here. I, I hand him I five don't gold. I need your money. I, no, man. Go to ground for like five I days. I literally have everything I need right here. Hey, hang on a second, Sam. I got people talking to me. My guy, please. What? what can I offer you to just go hide for like five days as we clear through town? Please. I mean, it's up to him. I mean, if his life, he doesn't feel his life's worth it, then I, I mean, will that's do all it. Do you guys really think I'm in that much danger? Yes. Yes. Well, yes. who saves us all and keeps us safe? Why would I be in danger? Let's My put guy. it this way. Our friend is an idiot and insane. Yes. He angered. A great red worm. He pissed off a dragon, In her man. court, killing, or attempting to kill, the individual who looks just like you. Yeah. He doesn't give two flying flips about who's around. Yeah. There was a dragon. He did not care. Well, okay, if I He's got... currently cursed. Ignore the illusion at the moment. He has been permanently changed into a dragonborn. He was a rock gnome. The back is just casually standing between Mercer's line of sight and this exchange. Well, I, uh, because of her. Out there. He is out for vengeance and blood. I'm just forewarning you to let you know that if you are not catapult, which is said which sounds like you are not, your life is still in uh, perception check. Oh no. Uh, that's going to be a 13. What about One Esther? other thing that she does notice. One of his hands is actually just a piece of wood in the shape of a closed or an open palm. Yeah. So he doesn't actually have a hand. Where he had a, the, original, the one who had a hook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh... She goes, I'm telling you right now, you look identical other than you have some additional facial hair to him. If he sees you... It is on sight, man. He'll kill you. It will be Armageddon. Please. Uh, Are you you guys new here to the village? Yes. Okay, I'll tell you what. 
I am in the process of finishing up a few baskets that were going to be donated to the town for like what they've got going on right now, the food and stuff. If you're willing to, okay, you can say no. I'm not going to take offense to it. But if you're willing to, you want me to hide, you willing to come with me and help me finish those baskets at my house? Sure. I can stay hidden in the house? Well, I mean, it's, it's yeah, I don't mind. I just let you know that if he sees you, he will unleash every bit of magic and alchemical prowess to wipe you off the face of this earth. There is this planet. Okay, well, can you, like, say something to him so he doesn't come following along and figure out where I live? No. I mean, just tell him you're, you're helping the village out. Yes, yes. Yeah, I yeah, will yeah. I will go take care of that. Okay. Yeah. I'll be back in a few. All right. And if you ladies have any questions you want to ask, feel free while we're working on the baskets. It shouldn't take too terribly long. Awesome. Well, I got more questions, but I, I will I will go let him know. For now, just kind of blend into the crowd. Yeah, man, just... just... That is not a problem. So he just kind of sits down a little bit so he's a little bit lower than the rest of the crowd. Keeps playing. He just sits there and waits for you to come back. Yeah, so she walk, She walks over. Esther's just going to hang out beside him just in case. Okay. So she sits there and she walks over. She's like, uh, hey, Mercer. He's like, yeah, what do you want? As he's working on his boots. Mm-hmm. And, uh, hey, uh, we're going to be gone for a bit. Um. We're going to go help some of the villagers out. You keep working on what you're doing. Um, we'll be back in a bit. Don't worry about it. So, fine, whatever. As he just <laughs> keeps working away. All right. And then you guys go and help. Okay. Cool Cat. Yeah. Whatever his name was. Killian? Yeah, Cool Cat Killian. This is kind of getting old, man. Hmm? It's kind of getting old. What is? Seeing the doppelganger, whatever the heck this is. Is it, I just, now enough? Real quick. Enough. Now, is this just a character that that's you just made up on nope. the fly, or is he actually is that his name in the actual book? That's the name I had to make up because it doesn't give a name. Okay. Ah, okay. <laughs> Go ahead and ask me, James. No, no. Go ahead and ask. No, I'm just trying to figure <laughs> out why. Does this dude have amnesia or is he screwing with us? That is information you have to figure out in the game. I, yeah, I, I, I don't want I, that. There's part of me that, like. This is my weekend off. Don't make me work. What'd I do? Huh? Job parent. Meh. <laughs> so he leads you back to his hut. Now, his hut's not really like a hut. How's the best way I can describe this? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight wooden sticks that rest probably about six feet up. Okay. And other than the one in the middle on one side, they all had branches that were woven around the sticks up to about four feet. And then like a mix of mud and clay sort of thing stuck over it. Mm-hmm. And then there were stones stuck over that. The upper half of it, like I said, has living plants growing off of it. And that's pretty much his place. So it's a big open view hut. Mm-hmm. And then on the inside, you do see uh, large, like almost like giant banana leaves sort of thing that look like they can be hung up to block out 
some of the light or whatever, but there's no way anybody's not able to see in there unless he completely covers the entire surrounding. Surrounding. And he just he grabs a few handmade chairs that are basically just little wooden stools or whatever. So you're sitting like with your knees almost up to your stomach or whatever. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and he just here's how you do it and he starts teaching you how to weave the baskets and everything. And they're like three foot tall baskets that have at least a foot and a half to two feet diameter. Big, huge things. Dude, can we add straps so I can wear it like a backpack? It, yeah, that, that's part of it. If you turn it around and look at it. Oh yeah, I did do that. I forgot. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean. It, He's not wearing like a sailor outfit, is he? He's got part of like a shirt, but it looks more like uh, almost like a single shoulder strapped, kind of like caveman-ish sort of thing, but it's ripped clothes. Um, You see another shirt setting in his hut that's a sleeveless shirt that can be buttoned up, but it's mostly just worn out boots, pants that have been cut to look like boot cut pants. Oh, to fit his short little legs! And, uh, but he doesn't have his red coat or anything like that. <laughs> nothing that would symbol, nothing that would give off the, um, nothing that you can see that is standing out blankly obvious. Okay. So, what brought you to the village? Magic. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Huh? Yeah, we, we were kind of just got sucked in. Man. Yeah, we were pulled in by the current. We saw a fire. You know, we saw the smoke. We are exploring the area, trying to see why we're here in the first place or why we were brought here. I bet I know exactly why you were brought here. Same reason why all of us were. Velithu. Uh-oh. Okay, she, who's Velithu? Velithu is the guardian of our Paradise Island. She keeps us safe and protected, and we live in full-scale peace here. Wow. Is that that large creature that was roaming the water? I've never seen her personally, so I can't. Well, has someone explained like? what she looks like? Uh, not to my knowledge. I knew no one person, our town leader, Ambi. He supposedly, supposedly is in con- constant contact with her. Okay. That's cool as heck. Hmm? That's cool as heck. How'd you end up here anyways? Yeah, how'd you get here? That's a good question. Bro, what? I woke up one morning and here I am. I suppose you don't remember any of your life before that day, do you? My whole life has been here. Just as far back as I can remember, anyway. Oh man, amnesia lame. It's just a simple. Yep. No, it's fine. Uh huh. Yeah, she's like trying to weave this as she's not very crafty. Yeah, I'm trying to think what would be a basic crafting check. Uh. Dexterity. Yeah, probably something dexterity. Sleight of hand. No. Yeah, man. I'll tell you what, just make it a basic dexterity check, include your proficiency, and add a plus two because he's actively there teaching you how to do this. This is one of the things about skills that I don't like because there is crafting that's done in this game. But there's no skill that explains... The can crafting person. Can I play it off as either like a survival 
or like nature in based as because it's a I like the survival check idea better. Do survival. Because Celine has no decks anymore. Seventeen. Seventeen definitely gets it. Yes, it does. Seventeen as well with the yeah, survival. Buddy. Okay, so that's two rolls. One other person here. That's on you. My other guy is off pouting behind a tree. Zabak was with, is staying with Mercer to keep an eye on him. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought you said... No! Oh. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I was right no. there with you. I, was, I thought the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> My dude. I... Okay. No, Zabak should keep an eye on Mercer. Make sure he doesn't do anything stupid. Okay. Oh, he's guaranteed to do something stupid. Well, yeah, either way. <laughs> we just don't know when. Just it's there Mercer. To mitigate the damage. Stupid is basically his middle name if it's not reckless. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it's a hyphenation. Stupid, reckless. Explosive. Re- Mercer, recklessly stupid. Wrist drop. Mic drop. <laughs> yeah. Uh He's very intelligent. He just has no common sense. Yeah. That, that's that's how it boils down. Typical engineer. All right, so that's uh, Celine and Esther. So jumping over to Zabak and Mercer. Uh-huh. I know Mercer's working on his infusion. And it's going to take two hours. What exactly is Zabak doing? Just standing there staring at Mercer? Polishing her weapons. Just sitting, sitting next to him, polishing her weapons. You know, kind of tidying her gear. Alright, so as that's going on, a uh, female drow comes over with a smaller basket, but it's full of potatoes, and then has a small satchel with apples in it, and she goes, excuse me, would you be willing to do me a huge favor and help me peel these? Oh, for sure. That's when you notice that the basket is actually two baskets, so Mm -hmm. she pulls one out of the other, and she goes... All the peelings can go into here. We use it for compost for the gardening. Cool. Um, and then just put the uh, the potatoes back into the basket and dig the others out. We still got to wash them again anyway. So. Oh, I... And you two start just sitting there peeling, and she goes, So, where are you from? Oh, really all over. But mostly from, insert, homeland of turtles here. <laughs> Uh, the entire great sea. Can't figure out your. <laughs> I can't remember it, man. I'm a man, not a machine. W, I, D. Wid. Write it down. <laughs> okay, this is this is the fist bump double shaka. <laughs> <laughs> If I had a dollar for every time one of you two flips me off, All right? <laughs> be rich. <laughs> We'd have a lot more merch ready. <laughs> I'd never have to work another day in my life. I'd just focus on the podcast. Right. <laughs> for those of you listening at home, if you have watched the um, once popular Friends TV show, you know how the, the Geller kids do that double fist bump thing at each other? That combined with double birdies. How we roll. So the ultra, the alternate fu combined with the actual fu. Yep. <laughs> yep. I don't know why I started doing it. I just did, and now I can't stop. Please send help. So she's just sitting there. She, that's really cool, actually. Well, I've you. never, 
I have no idea what that is. Or where that is. Oh, that's all right. I've lived here my as far back as I can remember. Oh. What oh. brought you to the village? Oh, magic. Literally, literally pulled here. Kind of scary. You were pulled here? Mm-hmm. Well, like somebody grabbed you out of the air and just kind of whoosh. A, very force, a rather forceful hand guiding us, rather. Hmm. Mm. I wonder if it was Velithu. What's that? Velithu's the, the, the guardian of the island. The spirit guard. Well, we're told he's the spirit guardian. Oh, aye. Tell me more. And, of course, the nice lady will relay the same information to the back that was relayed to Esther and Celine. Right? No, we've just been told difference already. Huh? We've already been told a difference. Oh? Mm-hmm. So, okay. Wait. What was the difference? She prior, now a he now. For the Did I say she earlier? Mm-hmm. Okay. It could be that it is a deity. She. A made up deity that doesn't have a gender to begin with. Hey, I'm just saying, I mean, it's possible because of whole, what we assume is memory mojo jumble. Oh. We don't actually know because everyone envisions this great spirit. The great spirit! As something else. Mm. <laughs> so was that just a slip of the tongue? or? Yeah, uh, it was a slip oh, of okay, the tongue cool. on my part. Uh, but yeah, th- there is no actual gender of Velithu mentioned in here at all. And while they're talking, Mercer has been slowly like, like inching around the tree while so he's back reaches out and grabs your shoulder. Get back over here! Yay! If you touch me again, you'll lose your hand. If you try oh, to come sneak on. away, That's you'll not lose more than nice. that. He pulls out a bomb and lights it. Oh, no, 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 no! The back smothers it with her hand. Yeah, she's Hey! Nobody needs to be fighting around Mercer. here. As he goes around to the other side hey. of the tree, continues work. Mercer, if we're distracting you, you can just say that. She, the the drow lady comes over. She goes, I'm not trying to upset you, but you know, you, you seem like you're a little tense. I here. wouldn't bother him. Have an apple. Oh, come on. He, he gets up is, and walks away. That's it So away. he throws the apple. Yeah. He throws it, and a second later, it comes rolling back up by his foot. Oh. Like I said, he just grabs his stuff, because now he's been interrupted. He's going to have to redo everything for his infusion. Really, Dad? And what? walks off, yeah. I have to have an hour of uninterrupted process to do it. You interrupted yourself! So he walks off. Oh, crap. Sorry. I have to abandon you. Bye. Zavak follows Uh. after him. I'm sorry, Mercer. (laughs) I didn't realize how important it was to not to be quiet forever. So he just keeps walking in silence. All right. Find a new spot and I'll be silent. Starting does, does Zabak follow yeah. Mercer? So she just leaves this lady to finish the potatoes and apples yeah. by herself. She goes, I'm sorry, I have to go. <laughs> have to the way. I, I didn't mean to upset him. It's all right, it's all right. He'll be fine eventually. Maybe tomorrow. Four books later. Oh, God. Are you still upset about the potatoes and apple lady? <laughs> okay, so we're going to fast forward. Two hours. Um, at this point, uh, the, the the Killian guy is having Esther and Celine stack the baskets 
and uh, carry them out to the village where um, they're, they're actually asking for more baskets now because they're trying to organize and separate clean from have yet to be cleaned and then from cleaned to prepped and ready to be cooked and you see them starting to set up a big bonfire and a kettle where they're going to do a stew and cook up all the fish and everything and it's like a lined fire so that they have different sections where they can cook everything. Esther pulls Celine aside into a quiet corner where they shouldn't be able to be overheard and she goes hey hey Celine we're not actually going to eat any of their food right? We can see if it's magical. I don't think we should eat any other food okay? I feel like it's a bad idea. Uh, None of these people can remember where they came from. Well, That's not normal. Yes, there's some type of magic happening. We need to get in out fast. Yes, we need to figure out why we are trapped on the island. Yes, there is definitely something going on. I feel like the longer we're here, the worse this is going to get. Quite possible. Uh, I'm freaking out, man. It's, it's, I mean, we've been in worse situations. Now that I have all the dice that I was going to use. I've had a lot of really cool experiences. I would hate to forget them. Well, you probably want to lay off your, uh... <laughs> Herbal supplement? Yes. <laughs> hey, man, it's good for the heart and soul. Did you Until freaking... you don't have one left. Hey, man. <laughs> Did you freaking smoke bomb my... Now, okay, I, I gotta ask you a quick question here. Out of game. Going back and listening to that. It's a crunchy, mushy little mushroom. It almost sounded like you were gonna say, did you smoke bomb us with your shh? Did you almost say it and then yeah. catch yourself? <laughs> yes, I called it. Got yes. him. <laughs> I was listening to that and I was talking to her, <coughs> her and I was like, I think he almost cussed and caught himself at the last second. And I'm like, yeah, I think you're right. Uh-huh. For sure. <laughs> now I'm kind of wishing that you hadn't caught yourself because that would have just been hilarious. It'll probably eventually <laughs> happen at some point. <laughs> uh, so, at that point, uh, Esther and Celine are both asked if they're willing to help organize the food, um, kind of maybe carry the, the prepped food over towards the fire so that they can start cooking it up and everything. Uh, Celine's like, yeah, sure. I'll, I mean, I'll help, but I, at some point I need to talk to your mayor, chief, whatever you label them as. Um, okay. Killian himself looks at you and says, I tell you what, let's get these two baskets of food here and these over here. We'll get them over to the fire. Uh, the, the onions and the potatoes need to come down to this side. The apples and the coconuts have to come down here for the cooked up dessert. And once we find your other two party members, I'll tell you, well, I'll tell you where to go. Then you can find your party, other two party members. I'll uh, hide. And he does actually do that in quotations. So your friend doesn't, you know, try to pull or just off like whatever. Or just like wear a hat. That's not going to help. No? Okay. He was wearing a mask last time. Oh. I don't own a mask. 
I wasn't talking about you. Yeah, yeah. But apparently this guy wants to kill me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, because you look identical to someone he forcefully kicked off a ship. He, his arch In the nemesis. middle of the ocean to drown to death. Yeah, it was kind of horrific. And then attacked him in the court of a red group. Red what worm. does he have against this this guy? He tried to steal a ship. Yeah, man. Don't come between a man and his boat. He tried to swindle out, do a do a shady deal, and swindle his ship, and mm-hmm. unfortunately, got Mercer's way. Blue boy over there is uh. Is he just like very like, angry? He will just stay mad about and it. And there's for the no rest way that I can just sit down and talk to him, explain nope. that I'm not this person you or no. Because as soon as he sees you, it's it's on sight, all guns blazing. Guy. On sight. Yeah. T- take in mind. Take in mind. Like I said. A great red worm. Yeah. How large is that? It's really big. Gargantuan. He was three foot tall and did it in her court. In in the middle of all of her Her entire court. Consorts. You think you trying to talk to him would stop him? Nope. Ain't no way no how, man. But we're not in a dragon's court. Doesn't matter where you are. You look like him. He shoots first, asks questions later. Exactly, man. Uh, sounds like he needs some serious help. Well, obviously, yeah. Oh, well, yeah, we, I mean... I'm going to highly recommend you get him to go and talk to Ombi. Maybe Ombi can talk to Veleth and get your get your friend some help or something. something. Man, that I just doesn't it. sound right, man. I know, right? Like brain damage or something. Well, hopefully... You said Velthry, right? Velethu. Velethu. V-E-L-E... T H U E. The last E is silent. Velithu. Well, unless Velithu can potentially remove an all powerful curse or do a. some type of. reverse shape. Or not shape, but like race change permanently. Reverse him back to Woody. Not gonna come off his. uh, Yeah, probably not gonna be interested in talking. Anytime soon. Yeah, probably never. Sorry. Hmm. Just saying. Like door to door priests, man. Like, please, no. Stop asking for alms. Got alms for the poor? No. No alms. Um, Esther. <laughs> catch these hands. <laughs> Esther starts to get that feeling through the robe again. Huh? Yeah, another perception check. Ah, crap. Ooh, well, we'll see. Excuse me. Perception, you say? Mm hmm. What does a 12 get, my guy? You get the feeling like someone or something is trying to get your attention from the astral plane. Huh? And your only connection to the astral plane right now is the only way that they can try to get a hold of you. Mm. Hey guys, uh, BRB, and I flip into the astral plane. Okay. So you pop into the astral plane, Esther does. Where is, um, names are awful. Barrel. Barrel. Where's Barrel? Uh, Barrel is just chilling on Zabak's back. Okay. On the back of her shell. I feel like we should have left him on the ship. He doesn't stay. He follows. Well, that's right. Yeah. But right now, he's kind of just chill and relaxed. Not falling asleep, but just... 
Kind of like the kind of like uh, a toddler that's kind of tired but not ready to doze off. No, think like uh, when when we come home and Cosmo's really happy to see us. Mm-hmm. He doesn't start barking or running around or whatever. He just kind of comes up and he's like, Hello. "Hi." Tails wagging. Yeah. That's pretty much a barrel, mm-hmm. but just chilling on Zabak's shell, mm-hmm. sort of thing. She Not really her. doing anything. Just as preemptively, she also has a blanket like across his back to like secure him like a baby Bjorn wrap or whatever <laughs> to make sure that he doesn't just lift off and go. Did, did she not remember what happened the last time they tried to do that? Well, yeah. She knows he can just blip away, but then she'll be aware that he's blipped away. Hey, this is Kent, your Dungeon Master. Do you make stuff for 5e tabletop role-playing games? Maybe it's content, like a new monster, an item, new spell even. Or possibly you make other stuff for 5e games. Miniatures, maps, whatever. Our podcast is opening up sponsorships for your business. And we want to help you advertise what you have and give it a first-hand experience by players for players. So contact us on our Facebook page at the LARP channel or email us directly, dragonbornwarlock at gmail.com, and let us help you. Okay. Because the blanket will go, and she'll be like, oh, crap, ah. Alright, so Esther gets to the astral plane, mm-hmm. and she Hello. finds herself on a small island that's kind of self-floating so the astral plane is kind of depicted like a space like astronomical type space Mm -hmm. so the islands and stuff are self-floating islands just like drifting through space Mm -hmm. oh that's cool but if you're on a large enough island there's almost like its own uh oxygen that's being created Mm -hmm. and stuff yeah here's the kicker the island you're on is small enough that you could walk the entire circumference in like an hour and a half and be back where you started. Is that not big enough for atmosphere? It is big enough for atmosphere. Okay. But it's just, I'm giving you an idea how small it is in comparison to what other islands usually are. So she's sitting there looking around, trying to figure out who the heck's calling her. She hears a whooshing sound way off in the distance Uh and catches just the slightest glimpse of something fly by. Hello? But it's almost blended into the black emptiness of the astral plane. Oh, okay. And it just like whoosh, 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 and you just see back. it land, and it's a metal staff that has what? just right into the ground and is standing straight up. Sweet. It starts to glow ever so slightly. Uh-oh. And as it begins to glow, it almost looks like somebody steps through, like, a doorway or something. But the glowing rod would be the doorway, so it's like they stepped out of the rod. Uh-oh. And you see this glowing person just kind of standing there. Esther starts back. Hey! Uh, hi. My name is Vane. Okay. Sorry if I startled you. Okay. What's up? Esther approaches. <clears throat> um... 
I forget what this race is called, but there was a race that came out of Spelljammer. Or it wasn't a race, it was a creature that came out of Spelljammer. That's similar to a ghost, but it's not a ghost. Like a shade? No, but they glow like a bright white yellowish sort of color. Mm. Yeah. I can't, I honestly, I remember reading about it, but I can't for the life of me remember what it is. It's alright. And at the moment, I can't get my phone to properly work to look it up. He goes, my, my apologies for uh, startling you, but um, uh, a, a person that, or not really a person, but uh, something that I work with, some, something, someone that I'm currently indebted to has kind of asked me to, in order to have a better chance of getting to where I want to go when I die, to do some work, okay. to kind of uh, repent for poor decisions that I made before, when I was still alive. Oh. Um, and I was actually able to be pushed and sort of possess this staff. Have you ever heard of an animated staff? Sure haven't. Well, an animated staff is typically a, an object, a staff, that has its own intelligence and everything. Oh. With me possessing the staff, this becomes an animated staff. And I've been asked to help, and the only person I've known who has come to the astral plane, but isn't part of the astral plane... Is you apparently? Cool. I don't know how you're doing it, but my coat. I assume you've been here before. Yeah, I saw some weird thing off in the distance. It was trippy. I got scared and bounced. Oh, okay. Okay. She, she kind of hangs her head in shame. But I've decided that I'm going to try to help you. Sweet. If you're okay with it. Let's do this. Esther grabs the staff. Okay. Flips back to the physical plane. He goes, wait, wait, wait! What? I have to get back into the staff. We haven't even explained this out yet. Oh, oh, can we only talk on the astral plane? No, we can talk elsewhere, but I don't know where you were before you came here. My appearance might scare the crap out of somebody. Oh, yeah. I'd, it'd probably be best we have this conversation here, then I can get back into the staff, yeah. then you can go do your thing. You're right, my bad. I was kind of in the middle of a street. Uh, okay, so here's Esther the deal. takes a seat. <laughs> in life, I used to be something of a spellcaster. Yes. But when I died... Obviously, certain abilities weren't available anymore. By possessing the staff, a few abilities became available again. So I have very limited capabilities here. Okay. Um, that being said, if you want to take on the staff while I'm possessing it, I can interact with you. Like, have like a mental connection. You can ask me questions. I can try to help guide you sort of thing, right? The staff also has a few abilities that you can take advantage of. Nice. Um, hang on a sec. The, the, the biggest one is you can use this staff as 
a, a focus, because I know you're a spellcaster. I can already mm -hmm. tell you're a spellcaster. Yeah. You can use this so. as a mm -hmm. as a focus. Nice. As well as by having the staff, you're able to use a unique spell that I'm not sure if you have or not. Oh. The other thing you're able to do, mm -hmm. and this is freely able to be done, but um, one of my favorite spells to cast was called Rhymes Binding Ice. Ooh. As long as you're using the staff and I'm possessing the staff, you, you can cast that like you were casting Mage Hand or something. Okay. Now, out of game, that is actually a spell. Okay. Um, if you just cast it normally, it then it's a free spell that you're getting, and it's not going to uh, use up a spell slot. But if you try to cast it at a higher level, then you're going to start using up your spell slots to cast it. Does that make sense? Uh, kind of. What's it called? Rhymes Binding Ice. Is it rhyme like R-I-M-E. Um, it's a single action. Binding ice. Um, it's a 30-foot cone when you cast it, and you cast it instantaneously. Mm -hmm. um, a burst of cold energy emanates from you in a 30-foot cone. Each creature in that area must make a con saving throw. On a failed save, they take 3d8 cold damage, and they're hindered by ice formations for one minute, or until it or another creature within within reach of it uses an action to break away the ice. A creature that's hindered by the ice has its speed reduced to zero. On a successful save, the creature takes half the damage and isn't hindered by the ice. So by itself, 3d8 and they, they can't run or go anywhere for a minute. At higher levels, so third level or higher, you'll end up using a spell slot as if you were casting the spell off your spell list. Yeah. And it's going to add an additional D8 for each level above that. Okay? The other thing he looks at you and says, now here's the other thing. Because we're mentally t uh, connected or whatever, say you get into a situation and you need a second set of eyes to give you some advice or you're not sure what spell to cast or whatever I can help you can you like can I like summon you no it's not a summoning thing it's just a constant communication oh. that we have between us I'm not going to come out of the staff on the material plane oh. I, I don't know who would be around or if anybody would be around and the last thing I need is somebody going ah ghost bang and I mean, it's not like it would hurt you because you're a ghost. Yeah, I can still be hurt, especially by magic. Uh oh. If, uh, if, say, a cleric who doesn't like undead were to see me or oh. some other sort of apparition. Oh, because they'd think you're a lich or something. Yeah, I'm not. To somebody know. who's trying to get to the next world so that I can continue to live out my consciousness. Fair enough, fair enough. But I'm trying to repent for, like I said, poorly made decisions while I was still... Wait, 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 wait. Did you kill anybody? Not intentionally. Mm. You didn't... Nothing with kids, right? You're not... A, oh, no, not no, okay. no. All right, rock and roll. Let's go, man. Esther grabs a staff and flips back into the physical plane. Before she does that... Mm. 
he goes back into the staff again. That's why when she says, "Yeah, let's rock and roll." Okay. So essentially, you'd be using that staff in place of your quarter staff. Mm-hmm. So it still looks like a metal weight bar. It just looks different from the metal weight bar that she had. Mm-hmm. Still acts as a quarter staff, but now she has access to that spell as well. That staff is also going to require a tune. Okay. All right. Hey, Celine, look. I got a cool new staff. She holds it out to Celine. I got to attune to it, though. Holds it back close to her chest. Really? Well, this is a very nice staff. Thanks. All right. <laughs> so, in the midst of that, Zabak and Mercer, two hours have gone by. Zabak, yeah. anybody that approaches Zabak just goes... <laughs> she, she kind of puffs up her chest, glares at them, and shakes her head vigorously. Mercer puts his boots back on. Yes. Zabak looks at you, raises her eyebrows questioningly. Gives a thumbs up. For now. Alright. Shall we go find the rest of our party? Yeah, sure. Alright, let's go. Mercer's calmed down now. (laughs) It's more of he's he's put a lot of effort into his boots, and so he's Content for the mere moment now he's, that, that he's, he's not really thinking angry. about anything else at the moment. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know. Slightly less angry for now. Know, he's about, you know, yay big. So, not like it'll take much to set him off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Quite literally is a bomb waiting to He's explode. a powder keg, man. Mm-hmm. Yep, pretty much. So yep, after Celine and Esther help get the food where it needs to go, mm-hmm. Killian does explain where they need to go to meet Ombi. And then he quickly just kind of wanders away, trying to keep an eye out for anybody that looks like they're going to try to kill him for some reason. Thanks, man. Stay frosty. And about that time, Mercer and back spot Celine and Esther. Hey! Oh, wait. Hey-o! Celine! Yes. Farewell. What? Did you farewell? Eh. I mean, we made baskets. It was a good old time. Oh, oh I got a soothing basket weaving. The back's all of a sudden noticing Esther has a different weight bar all of a sudden. Oh, what's that? Where'd you get that? Man, I met a ghost on the astral plane and he gave me a cool staff. <laughs> Mercer kind of looks at her skeptically. No, in the man, back man, of your cool. head, you're feeling this guy go. Man, they're I'm cool. Not supposed to say that. And I replied to him, "Man, they're cool. Don't worry about it." Mercer literally <clears throat> had a ghost in his head. It's cool. Mercer reaches his hand in his pocket, detects magic on the staff. It's a magical staff. Man, I can cast a cool spell with this. What does it look like? It's radiating for classes or for. Technically, it looks like it's radiating some sort of mix between divine and necrotic energy. As well as a slight hint of evocation. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. It's cool, man. It's cool. It's mine. You can't have it. And then Mercer uh, needs to give me a wisdom saving throw. Who does? Mercer. <laughs> Not bad, not bad. 
That's going to be a 17. Uh-oh. Mercer takes two points of psychic damage as he all of a sudden remembers, I'm surrounded by magic. Detect magic, her. <laughs> Your use of this is getting <laughs> a bit eccentric, because that's the whole point of being able to use the spell in the first place. But if you are literally surrounded by magic... <laughs> then it means, it means no points. It's a useless spell to be able to use. I seem to recall somebody using Arcana skill checks in the past to try to figure stuff out, too. Uh-oh. And the well, only reason why he keeps using Detect Magic is because he's got the compass. That's yeah, simpler, isn't it? Myself today. Boop. I wait, I like, okay, study for a second. Okay, I know what schools of magic it is. I mean, I'm still giving it to you. Be glad it's only a D4, and I'm only rolling, like, ones and twos the whole time. Even if I roll four, it's... Like getting pricked with a pin rather than getting kicked in the back of the head. Yeah, it's a nuisance headache. <laughs> Which is a nuisance. Uh, we could make it worse. I could make it way worse if you'd like. <laughs> Start rolling saves depending on how far off he is. It's a D4 per number. Because the Arcana takes time to study. Versus just, okay, I see. Mm-hmm. Hey, just say, just I, say. It's all written right here. Play nice, boys. But it also answers other questions, too. So Mercer now knows he's completely enveloped in magic once again. You know what? He reaches into his pocket, lights a bomb, and chucks it over his shoulder. Are you kidding me right now? No. <laughs> nope. Alright, um, so give me a percentile die. If you roll above a 45, you hurt someone. Oh, man. 72. What type of a bomb did you do? Uh, that would be my... Give me a second to get to my, uh... Does a reaction? Can Zabak dive for it to try to cover it and smother it with her body? massive massive body um I maybe mean, she can try it could be an athletics my dynamite 3d6 athletics or acrobatics oh no what about a 15 does she successfully smother the bomb uh, that's eight oh. points of damage do I smother it with a 15? Acrobatics? Yep, and you take the 8 points of damage. <laughs> you idiot! Why have you done this? So you see the back land on the uh, the bomb. It goes off and she goes... <laughs> oh. <laughs> Motherfucker. He shrugs. <laughs> Why are you like this? And that's when uh, uh, Esther and Celine remember, Oh yeah, we gotta go find Ombi. Yeah. Guys, 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 stop screwing around. We gotta go find Ombi. Who's that? Gumby. Oh, Ombi. It's the chieftain or mayor or whatever. Yeah, what's the lead said? Group. You, why don't you do a girl voice for Celine? 
because I don't do... For the same this. reason why he doesn't do that. I'll kick you in your shins for uh, Mercer. Oh, come on, buddy. Girl voice, girl voice, girl voice. How about now? Actually, yes. I love the direction you're taking this. <laughs> you should now just add a James Earl Jones filter onto that. And I think we'll be I'm not good at maintaining. That's why. I, that's why I stopped. Give her an accent. Uh, I, I am a. I am, you know, an Indiana white boy. <laughs> Accents don't come easy. Go southern with it. No. Man, it's so confusing. You use the same monotone for each of them. Could you imagine in role playing, Celine? How about now, boy? <laughs> <laughs> Lower! How about now, boy? <laughs> Please tell me you know what movie that's from. <laughs> you know where it is? Austin Powers! <laughs> okay, so Monkey Wrench has been put in. Monkey Wrench is now getting pulled back out. <laughs> You certainly didn't help to try to finish it either. He took the long for the ride. Like, da, 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 da. I, got, I got a couple more sticks of dynamite. I can. Oh no, please don't. He start just Hail Mary. Oh no. Happens. Esther will have to end you. She could try. Listen here. <sighs> Fifth level magic missile. Shield. No damage. He's, he's got a point. That is the one thing that stops magic missile is shield. Okay, well, how many times can you possibly use that? Mm, four. <laughs> I can cast magic missile more than that. I have over 60 hit points. I can cast it at a lower level. Yeah. But I'm to pretty burn, sure... burn up your shield. I'm pretty sure Mercer could... Take out your measly, what, 30 hit points before you could kill him? Okay, well, hold on now. But it, on, if each turn you're having to use shield, you're not It's a reaction. To... Oh, shit. Yeah. I could, I could obliterate Esther if I so desired. Oh, no. Don't forget, I still have my glowstone. Oh, shit, man. Throw, a, throw a chunk of glowstone. Oh, my God. Firebolt it. Man, we're party members. Why are we why, why are we fighting? We should be figuring I'm just saying. Out. Man, nah, it's not cool. We we are, we are friends, not foes. Mercer's a mean little. He is a mean little. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, he has some other tricks up his back too. He hasn't used yet. Oh no, prestidigitation! Nope, doesn't have that spell. Neither does Esther. But he oh. also has seven scrolls of fireball. Oh my god, you're just a straight up demon. Mm-hmm. And then don't forget I have those uh, nine far elf throwing daggers that are oh glowing a, God. a slight hue of magic. What do they do when no, you throw No, if you have only nine of them, they're not glowing anymore. Anymore? Uh, I thought you picked up the one you threw. Down. I did, but it's so not you... magical anymore. Yeah, I thought they lost you said magic. You said it no, lost no, 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 no. Okay. I explained this to you before. Did you? If you have all ten of them together, mm -hmm. that's when they started glowing. Okay. You threw one, 
And it exploded. It exploded, and then you went and you picked the dagger back up. Yeah. So it didn't function quite the way you thought it was going to function. Correct. And that's when I told you to give me an intelligence check, and you recalled um, Renestale telling you in the hands of a far elf, these things function way more like they're magical. Yeah, as if they would return. They're just throwing daggers, basically. Right, but if you still have all ten, they still glow. If you didn't pick up that tenth dagger, then the glow goes away. Oh, well, yeah, so that's still still the 1d4 plus 1d10. For the other nine daggers I have, because I do have the tenth one. Okay. Yeah. I, I, got, I got a small arsenal. He does, man. I could, I could take out, you know, a city block easily enough. Yeah. He's Anyways. He's an insane little man. Alright. So you guys start to take the path over to Ombi's place? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Alright, so as you get there, um, you kind of come up and... Uh, is, 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 is Ombi there? We're looking for Ombi. Yeah, I'll be out in a minute. Hang on. Alright. And... About a minute goes by and the door opens up and you see this human boy. What? Yes, I said boy. Oh. With dark skin, a surprising number of tattoos, and thick gold earrings. Serene and confident, Ambi is considered the leader of home <clears throat> and its first inhabitant. Brought to the island over who knows how long ago. But basically, if there's a dispute or anything, he's the one who steps in and kind of hears both sides and makes a final say on stuff. I'm taken aback by your youthful appearance. And this guy, this kid is no taller than what Mercer is. Yeah. So he, Mercer's looking him eye to eye. You're a child. Why are you a child? What do you mean no? I don't even look like a no. I'm not the actual, I'm not an actual no. Yeah, he, he has changed. I am still now like five something. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, okay, mm-hmm. yeah. So this it, kid, it's very hard to try to understand. So wait, is this kid that. like our niece's height? He's like three, three and a half foot tall. Think oh like my how gosh. tall uh, David is. Oh, okay, yeah. Alright. Yeah, Mercer stands above him for the moment. <laughs> for now. He just kind of stands on me. You're what can ch- I do for you? Uh, why are you a child? Why are you a dragonborn? Uh, wait, I just... Uh, yeah, anyways. It, 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 I'm very taken aback. I am who I am. We're I'm here sorry, to talk to you about, just, uh, Velithul. I'm just very taken aback by Velithul? your appearance. Yeah. What about Velithul? Well, we've... A couple different people have said you have spoken to this being and know who it is or what it is. Well, I, so Velithu is uh, the nature spirit of, I'm, I believe, this island, and does commune with me once in a once in a while. So you've actually seen it, yes? Um, What's it look like? Also, can we come in and sit down? That was kind of rude of you to invite invite yourself into his. House hut. I know. Living space. 
<laughs> That's exactly how Ambi's looking at Esther right now. Just like, you're really, really rude. So Peg's like, I'm so sorry. I don't know what's wrong with her. Anyways, back to, to Velathu. Velathu is the guardian of the island. Decides who comes and who can go, and as long as you're here on the island, you are protected by Velathu. And how do we leave this island? Yeah. You, you have to get Velathu's blessing. And how do we do that? Um, well, normally I travel up to a shrine, and that's where I sit and meditate, and that's how I interact with Velathu. It, it's not a actual physical face, like what you and I are talking right now, not like that. It's more of a... Sort of a communication of the mind sort of thing. Telepathy. I wouldn't even call it telepathy. It, it's more like um, the spirit just kind of lives within you, all okay. of us. So we have to go up there to be able to get passage off. We don't want to be here. Why I mean, don't you want to stay under the protection of Bella? I mean, it's lovely here, See that but... little creature right there? Yeah. It dies in less than two weeks. Yeah, man, we gotta get it home. So, like, we'd love to stay for real. It's beautiful here, but, like, we can't. Bellathu wouldn't let a creature like that die. I don't know. That creature is bound to the astral plane. Yeah. Pretty sure it's biology, physiology supersedes the spirit. No. Yeah, man. So, anyways... How do we get there? You really want to go up to the shrine and try to talk to Yep, we sure do, yes. please. Okay. I'll tell you what. I will guide you up there. There's one slight little caveat. I still have responsibilities down here. Yeah. There's a feast expected this evening, and I've already been asked to go out and collect hibiscus flowers to be made into garden. <laughs> hibiscus flowers? <laughs> just hibiscus flowers, other wildflowers as well. Well, here's half the work for you, Doug. Okay, well, if you're giving me those, great. That's yeah. half of what I need. Of I still gotta go out and collect the others. Well, yeah. If you five are willing to help, you'll cut a great deal. Well, many hands make light work, Amen. right? You can have it done in 15-20 minutes and once they're all brought back, I can guide you up to the shrine. Yeah. Hopefully we can be back in time for the feast tonight. Side sure. quest, side quest, side quest, side quest. <laughs> he goes, okay. That's me, fine. Just a moment. Let's do this. He steps back in. The door kind of halfway closes and you just hear sliding. As he slides back around, he's got five baskets that to Esther and Celine look very familiar. Hey. And he starts pulling them out and he goes, just put these on your backs or carry them however you want to. We'll fill these up with flowers and we'll be good to go. Heck yeah, let's do this. Okay. Well, we will need to go about 15, 20 minutes this way up into the woods to find the flowers. All That's right. Fine. All right. <clears throat> You're looking for, uh, there's a red lavender flower that's... Uh, that's one of them. There's um, blue dandelions. Mm. And then there's what's called a dragon snapper flower. Mm. It's called that because when you squeeze the flower, it moves like a dragon's head. <laughs> Those come in a various number of colors in red, white, uh, yellow, and blue. Those are the primary ones you want to find. They're really easy. The other ones are a little bit more difficult, but they're all necessary. It's some sort of prayer 
thing that we do and the, the flowers sagely. Once that once that prayer ritual thing's done, those flowers give off a very wondrous, almost unusually strong scent. That Wait, just... is it mood altering? No. Okay, no. good, good, because I'm not. Just I'm not smells interested. absolutely amazing, and it's almost like a blessing for the food. Okay, cool. Okay, so however you guys want to go searching for it, you go right ahead. So at this point. Um, so you guys are almost, um, I don't want to say he insists, but you're encouraged to kind of spread out, make uh, nature or survival checks to see if you find the flowers. So you tell me where on the map you're going to be. Mercer's going to go straight. Celine will go straight, but go a little further. Same so, 5, 10, 15, Esther 20, 25, we'll just keep spacing 5, out. 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, like that? Yep. Where's Esther and Zabak going? We're going to keep spacing out, just like that, every 10 feet or so or whatever. That could literally be anywhere here on the map. Where? Yeah, straight, and then to the right, towards you. So, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, like that? Mm-hmm. And then Esther will go a little further, kind of between the two corals. Here? Yeah. Okay. And this guy is going to double move to get farther up here. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 35, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. So he'll get to right here. Alright. Survival or nature checks? Mercer got a 22. Okay. Celine got a... Oh, sorry. No, he got a 19. Um, and Celine got a 10. Alright. Which Mercer is going to use his uh, Flash of Genius and give his plus 5 to Celine, making hers a 15. What flowers did I tell you? I said there was a lavender. You said a red lavender, a blue dandelion, and a dragon snapper. Because I win it. Okay. Sorry, I had to write that down real quick. Alright. Mercer got what? Mercer got a 19. Esther got... A natural one. So, nothing. <laughs> uh, Celine got... She got a 10, but he's going to use his Flash of Genius to give her a plus 5, so... Fifteen. Makes 15. And Esther, or not Esther, Zabak got... Nineteen. Nineteen. All right, so three out of the four of you succeed. Um, Mercer finds some of the Dragon Snappers. Okay. Um, Celine finds some of the Dandelions. And Zabak finds some of the lavender. Nice. Alright. Um, next is round like, if you get fern. <laughs> a few leaves. Oh, those aren't my mushrooms. Uh, oh man. Extra fiber. Uh, he's gonna move up further. Five, ten, and twenty, twenty-five to right here. And you can tell he's really like looking around, trying to find just the right sets of flowers. You can tell he's 
He's really into this. Yeah. Um, you guys are free to move again. We're going to move into the cove. So, uh, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, like right here. Yep. And Mercer, what? We'll go 25 this way towards the blue. 25 right here? Yep. Okay. What about Zabak and Esther? Zabak will head kind of towards Mercer. So, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, and 30. And one more right. this way. To your left. Oh, so to here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and is Esther moving? Yeah, Esther's gonna swing around into the cove. Here? Uh uh, other way. Here? No, 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 towards the party. This way? Yes, okay. thank you. Where, sh where exactly is she? Um, towards those red corals. Here? Yeah. Okay, so 5, 10, 25, 30. Selene's going to get a 19. That makes it. Mercer only got a uh, 7. That does not make it. Esther and Zabat? 9 and 19. So, half. So, so Esther finds what? Well, uh, well, who failed between Esther and Zabat? Zabat. Okay. Um... So Esther finds some of the lavender, Sweet. and you said it was Celine that made the roll. Yes. Find some more of the dandelions. Everybody, give me a perception check. Oh no. Ah! Twenty-three for Celine. Okay. And I believe it is. Yeah, it's an eight for Mercer. Okay. What about Esther's back? One and six. The one does not make it. The six actually does. What? Um. So. Well, yeah. What did, what did you say, Mister Guy? An eight. An eight. The eight makes it too. So those, the those three all here from over here. The little boy go, and then just brush as some sort of movement starts to bolt oh, farther crap. into the woods. Oh no! Go chase after. The boy's been captured, Zabak, let's go, man! Alright, so we need investigation checks to try to keep, or investigation or survival to try to track the movement. Investigation. Oh, that's not good. Oh no. Ah, <clears throat> uh, well, uh, I guess. 16 investigation for Mercer. That makes it. Uh, dirty 20 for Zabak. Um. Gonna use my Flash of Genius for Celine. May bump it to a 12. Okay. So you guys are able to find the path that's being taken. <clears throat> and in order to make it down the path, I need three survival checks. Okay, how about this? Oh no. Mercer flame cannons and just burns the foliage out. Still need the survival checks. You'll find out why. Okay. Because now we have to survive smoke inhalation. Thanks. 
Oh, yeah. And I need to know what each character gets, because depending on what's rolled depends on what happens. Six for survival on Selene. Okay, that's a fail. Uh, Mercer's going to get a nine. That's also a fail. Um, Thirteen for Esther. That's a fail. Oh, no. Seventeen for Zabak. And that's a fail. What? So you guys all start running. You're certain that Mercer flamethrowed and cleared it. And um, in the midst of trying to follow the path, everybody falls into a spiked pit trap and takes four points piercing damage. But you're able to climb your way out and continue down the path. Man, look before you leap. Second survival check. There we go. Those are solid. Sorry, edit that out. <laughs> 20 for Mercer, 19 for Celine. Those are both going to make it. Hold on, I'm still writing down the damage we just took. Another survival check, you say? Mm-hmm. Oh, crap. Oh, yeah, natural 20 for Esther. That makes it. And a 10 for Zabak. That's a fail. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so Zabak gets ahead of the whole group having the fastest speed, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, she does. Is just bolting through and doesn't quite notice an unusual action. branch that's just slightly out of place. And, oh, wow. Ooh. Brains herself, Ow. great. No, she triggers the trap and gets oh, hit by it. And everybody else is able to avoid it as she takes... 15 points bludgeoning damage. A series of vines and a log let loose, and this log swings down and just boom! Like a large battering. How much damage did I take again? 15 points bludgeoning. You want to talk about feeling like you just got hit by a Mack truck? That's about as literal as it gets, other than actually being hit by a Mack truck. Good lord. Why do you do this? Because uh, you failed your roll. Yeah, that's not fair. <laughs> uh, last one. Final survival check. Final round. Fight. <clears throat> oh, no. Ah, they both fail. Okay. Uh, Celine got a 14. That's a fail. Uh, then Mercer definitely fails. Okay. So as you all are running down again, you hear a young female voice from ahead of you shouting, You're deluded by Ombi's lies! You're just shells! And whatever reaction you would normally have to somebody yelling at you, as soon as you have that reaction, you all feel a net come up, and you're all caught up in a net. Oh, no. Followed by the sound of buzzing. Oh, I don't like this. As you notice two swarms of insects start to surround you. Oh, I don't like this. I don't like this. Flamethrower. Um, okay, hang on a sec. Go away, away, go away. Alright. Um, where is it?
They need to make dexterity saving throws. Yep, I need to bring up their stats. And then that's going to burn. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I figured that. Uh, You said two dexterity saving throws? Uh, It's a dexterity saving throw. Isn't that magical? Depending on how how these insects are, Mm -hmm. because it does a 15-foot cone. Right. So, yeah, you're okay. definitely going to get both of them. What? Is the net magical? No. Damn. <laughs> All right, so dex saving throw. That's going to be a seven. Nope. What kind of damage are we looking at? Fire. What? Fire! <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking more numbers, not type. Eight. Eight points. Eight? Yeah, buddy. All right. So, you said eight, so... Fourteen. Fourteen, yes. Boom, boom, and initiative, as you are all caught right here. Oh my god, ah! One. <laughs> so I'm enraged by this turn of events. Uh, he's not there right now. This is the continuation of that path going into the forest or whatever. And this is where you're caught up with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I'm enraged by this turn of events, my friends. Hang on. Alright, what did Esther get? Esther got a natural 20, my dude. Which is 23. Mercer? Uh, 14. Is it back? Fared very badly with a 4. And Celine? 6. And then these things. It's not a good thing when the tank goes last. Or we can all just hold our actions until the back can get in front of us. 10. Yeah, Mercer ain't doing that. No, I know. <clears throat> you, sh- you should know Mercer by now. You should one hand, poop in the other, see what goes up. So, Mercer. Esther's going to go first. Yeah, she is. Followed by Mercer. Um, then it's going to be the monsters. <laughs> Celine, and interestingly enough, not tailing up the end... Um, as usual, is actually going to be Zabak going last. Keep in mind, we've not rested, so we've used a bunch of spell slots and everything still already. Uh-oh. <laughs> we finished up with the wolves and walked back. We've had no time to rest. You're right. Oh, we're in trouble. These guys are not hard to kill. Man. All right, so uh, like... Mercer does the flamethrower thing. The net falls to the ground. You guys were only about five feet in the air, so you don't take fall damage, Yay. but you are dropped and are prone at the moment. Levitate. Is that what Esther's Wait, no. doing? I think I have levitate. Or did I misunderstand. Yes, I have Levitate. Okay. What is Levitate being casted on? Myself. Okay. 
<laughs> so I'm not like prone. <laughs> okay. Levitate can't be cast as a reaction. What? You fall oh crap, never mind. <laughs> yeah, you still fall on your backside. You can levitate yourself Ow. laying down on Oh, I can feather fall as a reaction. Do you have feather fall? I think it yeah, I do. Feather fall. It's only five feet. I know, so I'm not prone, is what I'm getting at. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Haha. Well, it's your turn. What yes are it you is. Doing? I rip a star off. Get wrecked! Oh crap, I sh should have pulled out my D4s sooner. I'm sorry, my phone's hurt. And they look gross. <laughs> okay. This is how many I need, right? All of my D6, D4s? Three. Four, five, six, seven, yes. Okay, I don't know why I can't remember that. So, between the three of us, James has been now known as the one who drinks rock stars. Ren is the one known as the one drinking Red Bulls. Yeah. But... So, it only makes sense. What's Ken's energy drink? Celsius. They're nasty. Best darn drink out there. I don't care what you say. Still not sponsoring us. I'm entitled to my opinion, and you're entitled to your wrong opinion. Well, we're... I stuck to your reality and insert my own. Yeah, <laughs> that's why your opinion is wrong. Nope, that's not right. <laughs> hey, man. Schrodinger's energy drink. It both okay. sucks and doesn't so, suck. Which missiles are hitting which swarms okay. and how much damage? Okay, okay. Five are hitting the green one. Four. Oh crap! I gotta recount. Sorry. Hey, yes, track one four. One die. You have eight. Okay, thirteen points of damage on green. One hit point syndrome. Ah, oh, dang it! And six on Mr. Blue. Right. Bye, bye, Mr. Orange. Die. <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, okay, so that was Esther's turn. Yep, yep, yep. Mercer's turn. Dexterity saving throws from both. Or my flamethrower. Oh. <laughs> All you said was a saving throw. Well, yeah. Hey, what are you doing? I'm my the same flamethrower that I burnt them with before. Some of them. The exact same thing I rolled the last time. Womp womp. Seven. And that's nine points of fire damage. <laughs> they all go down. Yeah, buddy. Because one of them had one hit point, the other one had eight hit points. Shortest combat ever. Guys, guys, I just realized something. I'm way too tired for this. Well, we don't have a choice. What are we gonna do? We we need to post up. We can't. We have so, the our guide has been is now MIA. We need him. So as you uh, have cleared out of the brush, you've taken care of the insects. You start to notice 
and I'm not going to put anything specific down at the moment. But you begin to notice that you're looking at and standing at basically what's considered an entrance into a hidden camp, which is a collection of lean-tos built from salvage and natural materials. Um, it's provided a place to sleep, cook, and construct. You also know now that the traps you came across were built by her because you're seeing a lot of the same materials. Mm-hmm. Um, Mercer yells out, Hey, you mysterious entity. I'll give you to the count of three to come out before I start burning it down. Man, don't threaten One. Them. Oh, man, don't threaten Two. Hey, servants of Ombi, listen. Everybody living on this island are shells of them former selves. And I was cast out because I refuse to believe that this was just supposed to be a happy, beautiful, wonderful life for all eternity. Thank you! So excuse me if I have a few issues with individuals. Uh, I need that individual so I can get off this freaking island. So you better give them back before I start blowing things up. I think our goals are actually kind of the same here, so let's Your choice. Mercer, be cool, man. You think you're the only one trying to get off of this island? I am too. I don't care. I literally just said let's work together, man. You put down your weapons, I'll put down mine. We'll talk. Yeah, 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 yeah. We can do that. But he's staying here until I get answers. That's That's fine. As long as you're not hurting him, we can be cool. Mercer, be cool, man. I'm always cool. (sighs) You think that. You're very optimistic, my friend. (laughs) So do you guys agree then? Yeah, but now you love him. Sure. What does Mercer do to agree to the uh, current uh, proposal? Well, he's technically not holding his weapon, so he can't drop it. <laughs> so he disagrees to not aggro Wait, immediately? Hold Back up a second. Mercer Excuse has to me. have an arcane focus to cast his spells, right? I have been using my Eldritch Cannon, so it's not even using my arcane focus. Mm-hmm. So it's my little cannon that sticks to my arm or my shoulder, so I'm not carrying it. Are you purposely trying to hide the fact that you have a cannon? No. Okay. Just how, but depends on how observant she is. Oh my Atlanta, why? Cannon two. Man, just put the cannon away. That's why I was rolling. I wanted. He snaps his fingers. It. Thank you. We're cool. We're cool. You see her step out from behind a few trees and bushes. She doesn't have anything in her hand. She goes, listen. Yeah. I just want to get off this freaking place. Oh my God, me too. I've been trying for months with no success. Oh, and he no. seems to be the only one who knows how. Okay. Yes, we were here to collect these flowers so he could go do his thing and then take us up to wherever he does his communion. Yeah. 
What's that have to do with getting off the island? We've because been, the Velithu is the one who supposedly lets individuals come and go. Yeah. So we're off to go disgust with the spirit. Oh, you, you mean that giant creature plant looking monstrosity that keeps us here all the time? Yeah, yeah, yeah that one. So let's all go in there and get him to explain this. Oh, yeah. And from inside sure. one of the lean-tos you hear, Oh, you poor misguided soul. Please, just if you would ever be willing to listen, I can explain this to you, but you ignore every word I say. You shut up! <laughs> so, yeah, you, may, you can tell these two do not get along at all. Oh, that's fine. Marty um, doesn't care. All right, guys, be cool, be cool. <laughs> So, he's sitting in a chair. He's not tied or bound, but he's just sitting there. She's standing a good three, four feet away, and they're both roughly the same distance away from the entrance as you four all walk in. And she goes, okay, tell me how to get... He goes, you, there is no get off the island. Velithu brought you here to protect you. You should be grateful. I don't want to stay here. I want to go home. What do I do? And it's just bickering back. So Mercer steps in between the two of them. Mm -hmm. Stop it, you two. He reaches into his bag and pulls out the glowstone. Whoa, 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 buddy, oh, buddy, the buddy, 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 buddy. Oh, he pulls out one and he's just like. My guy, my guy, whoa, 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 whoa. Esther's like, it's okay, man. It's no, okay. No, no. They both no. stop and they're looking at Mercer like. Um, he's threatening to blow you two up if you don't stop. Y'all told me. No, not y'all. You told me that if we go commune, he can release us. Well, actually, you told Celine. Celine told us. So make up your mind. Is it we can or can't? Because if you can't, guess who's eating a glowstone? Okay, man, put it give away. Put it away. Check. Actually, everybody can give me a perception oh, check. Uh... He's connected with the spear. Oh, no. oh man, why? Perception fourteen for Mercer. Some and that's going to be an amazing eight for Celine. Celine, no, Mercer, yes. What did Esther and Zabak get? Man, they got like a four and a three. Okay, so no. As um they both look at Mercer and they go, um and they're like pointing at his hand. Mm-hmm. He looks down and there's nothing in his hand. Man! You fool. And they're just both like kind of going, um. Hey, Omni. 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 You agree. You, we can agree that Velithu wants what's best for us all, right? If Velithu brought you to no, the island. No, this isn't. It's for our own good, right? He wants what's best for us. He wants to protect you. Yeah, that's kind of the same thing. Basically the same thing. Wanting what's best for you and wanting to protect you. If he chose to protect you, it was for a good reason. So, in the mind of Velithu, protecting you is what's best for you. I don't, I Think about it. You get to live on a vast, lush, hefty, vegetative island for free. But free from war. Free from evil. Free from... The means by which people want to kill each other all Free the time. from our own kind. Free from the rest of our friends and family. Free from the rest of the world. Your free whole, from choice. Everybody you were sailing with is here on your ship, right? They're yeah, all but we here, didn't ask to be here. Sa safe and sound. Okay, okay. 
Listen here, you little shit. And she's just going, no. You're going to take us to Velithu so we can get off this island so we can get on with our lives. And and that's where the little girl goes, yeah, what she said. <sighs> so this is where you guys come down to a choice. Mm-hmm. Do you side with... Oh, I'm totally side with the chick because we went off the freaking island. Okay. It's, it's unanimous. And Esther's getting scared. She's like leaned in with her teeth bared, like, ha! Ah! Okay. So he just, he kind of just. Can I roll stopped. an intimidation check? Yeah, if you want to. <laughs> uh, that is on the edge. It is. I. Okay. <laughs> 16? Okay. So you, you do succeed on the outside. Ambi is just kind of keeping a very melatone, mellowed out sort of look, but you can tell he's a, a, a Sh- bit taken shooketh. back. He just, he's like, Ugh. We want to go home and we will give you no peace until you make that happen. It, it, okay. All right. Okay. I will do what I can do, which is take you to the shrine. Okay. That's where my capability ends. Perfectly fine. It is up to Vela through one, to decide whether or not you're deserving of an audience, and two, to decide whether or not you're allowed to leave. Okay, okay. Esther looks at Mercer. Don't touch anything. I've got it handled. He does like a little kid. Pokes Esther on the thigh. No, the arm, because you're taller. I'm now. not yeah. touching you. I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. Well, I mean, I said don't touch anything, and I'm not a thing, so. Okay. That's a seven slide pin. Touch your staff. <laughs> Bro, what? He just goes, Poke. Why? You said thing. Your staff's a thing. I touched it. Okay, please, please. In, in, in the back of uh, Esther's else. mind, she's hearing, she's kind of halfway just getting the incentive of Vane going, oh, this guy's annoying. Thinking back, yeah, I know. So I'm going to roll a persuasion check, my guy. For oh, what? To persuade Mercer to just listen to her and not touch anything. And that is, a, that is a 22, not to touch anything else. Please don't touch anything else. A 22. Does that persuade you? Please, if I ask her very nicely and just ask you to let me take the lead on this one, man, because I, I can handle it. Okay, cool, cool. Thanks. I appreciate the opportunity, my guy. Let's rock and roll, little man. All right. And Esther pulls out her dagger. Take us to the shrine. I, I am. Put that oh. Wait, I I'll, just said I would. I'll just keep it out, just in case any wayward snakes decide to sneak under the radar, my dude. Put the knife away, please. Brandishes it and take us to the shrine. Perception checks. Oh, shit. Mercer don't care. Oh, I know. Oh, no! <laughs> bad, bad. Mm, Celine got us, uh, 16. That makes it. 12 and 11. That both makes it. Oh my god, yeah. As uh, both the both the girl and Ambi are now looking at Esther the same way they were looking at Mercer going, um... Are you okay, man? 
And Esther looks down. Who was it that had the knife? Esther. Looks down. There's no knife in her hand. Oh, shit. Stupid island juju. He goes, okay. Man. Let's head up to the peak of the mountain <laughs> where the shrine be, is at. Am I going to be able to get my dagger back? Maybe. Hey, your choices lead to the uh, I know the, the conclusions. Alright, alright. Well, we hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to learn more about us, you can find us on Facebook at the LARP channel. Until next time, stay safe and have fun.